0: Greetings and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on VHHA.com and on popular podcast hosting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many others. Episodes of the podcast also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 a.m. across Central Virginia. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. Again, that's PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. And with that, today we're excited to welcome back Dr. Dave Mayer of the Patient Safety Movement Foundation, who was featured on a previous podcast episode when we discussed his 3,000-mile virtual walk to spotlight the issue of patient safety. Now that Dr. Mayer's walk has concluded, we welcome him back to discuss his journey. So, thanks for being back with us, Dr. Mayer.
1: Well, thanks, Julian. It's great to be back and great to be sort of finished with phase one of my walk.
0: Okay, so well, let's let's start there, and I want to congratulate you on finishing what you just described as phase one of your walk. When we spoke in September, you were making great strides, pardon the pun, along your journey on the road, less traveled. And I, as I understand that you recently concluded that 3000 mile walk in Florida. So as a refresher, just please tell our listeners about your itinerary on the walk, the places you visited, how long you were at it and what the purpose of the voyage was.
1: No, I'd be glad to, you know, I, I decided last end of February when we saw the pandemic, slowly starting to creep into the country as well as um, working for the Patient Safety Movement Foundation. I volunteered my time as the CEO of that organization. It's the third leading cause of death and that's preventable medical harm in healthcare. So I made the decision that I was going to do a little Forrest Gump sort of thing and I was going to walk across the country starting in San Diego and finishing in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Now, because of the pandemic, I couldn't literally walk along streets and routes along the course. But what I did was I tied it into my love of baseball. And I decided to visit and walk to all 30 Major League ballparks, plus many of the spring training facilities um, that baseball teams use for training, and I completed over the last 355 days that walk. I did uh, close to 3,000 miles, which got me from San Diego to Jacksonville Beach, Florida, and I finished last Wednesday on the beach and also did a memorial on the beach. Each day I walked of those 355 days, I walked in memory of a patient or a caregiver that lost their life due to preventable medical harm and, and clearly a pandemic has exposed many of the gaps in our healthcare system when it comes to the safety of care, not only for patients, but for those at the front line who lost their lives doing what they love doing, and that's taking care of others. So quite a a memorable and, and, you know, touching finish to remember all those 355 people again on the beach. And I planted 200 orange flags on the beach, one flag for every thousand patients that die every year from preventable medical harm. The estimates are we're over 200,000 every year. And uh, each of those flags had a name of one of the people that I walked in memory of. So it was, it was good to be done, but the walk continues because patients are still losing their lives. So I'm continuing to walk every day and, and going to continue to do that until we really see some meaningful change.
0: And now that you've completed at least phase one of the walk, you shared about the, the folks in whose honor you walked, but I wonder how you're feeling emotionally. And also, I think a lot of people might wonder, uh, did you derive any health benefits from all that walking?
1: Well, I've always been a big believer in um, walking for health benefits, both physical as well as mental well-being. Uh, look, especially this last year with the pandemic, with health clubs being closed and things that we would naturally be doing, walking using social distancing and and masks was a great way to get outside, get some exercise in, as well as reflect and think. I I find walking to be a reflective time where you can, you know, kind of get away from all the stress of the day's work, so to speak. And so walking, I think, has tremendous benefits both physically and mentally as, as a walk. I walked to, as I mentioned, over 20 major league ballparks this summer in Chicago, Denver, Milwaukee, the East Coast. And I walked there. Every city I walked in, people who had lost loved ones due to preventable medical harm came out and they heard about my walk. And they said, I want to walk with you. I want to show our support. And we have now over a thousand people who are walking along with me to raise awareness about safe health care.
0: Well, it's fantastic, and it sounds like you've started something of a movement, which is to be commended and appreciated. You've been recognized by Becker's Hospital Review as one of the top 50 people leading patient safety work here in Virginia, as we discussed the last time you were on the program. Patient safety improvement work is a key priority for hospitals and health systems with support from the VHHA Center for Healthcare Excellence, which, in fact, this week, and we're recording this uh, in late February, is hosting the 10th annual Virginia Patient Safety Summit uh, as a virtual event. And so far, I think they're up to 900 or more participants in the program, uh, which is the best showing we've ever had for one of these patient safety summits. But I wonder, given how tumultuous the past year has been due to both the pandemic and heightened awareness about inequity. How might those factors influence new and future approaches to patient safety improvement? We're hopeful that they have elevated awareness around
1: safety within hospitals and non-acute facilities. Look at the situations and issues we've had in nursing homes and extended care homes, Mm -hmm. uh, the safety of those within those facilities. Again, not only the the patients, but the caregivers taking care of those in those facilities. So we really believe it it has elevated the awareness. Now we've got to act and show urgency around that increased awareness. I I love when I hear you talking about in Virginia, you have, you know, coming up to almost 1,000 registrants who want to learn more about how to provide safe, high-quality care. And, And that's That's what we're starting to see across the country and across the world. We did a, the Patient Safety Movement Foundation did an event, a virtual event, last September 17th on World Patient Safety Day. It was called Unite for Safe Care. We did a three-hour streaming program in the evening and featured celebrities and congressional leaders and, you know, uh, so many patient safety leaders as well as families talking about the loss of their loved ones. And... Over 120,000 people have now watched that Unite for Safe Care program on YouTube. So we are, all of us together, starting to increase this momentum. And now we've got to make sure that the momentum leads to effective change and life saved.
0: Well, listen, um, I will get you the link to register for the 2021 10th Anniversary Virginia Patient Safety Summit. It is actually uh, free to register, uh, so I'll get you that. And if you're free uh, this coming Thursday, I would love for you to tune into that. I'd love to. And since you're you're a repeat guest, I will spare you from asking you some of the personal questions that we we ask other guests, and because you've already endured that when you were on back in September uh, to promote the work of National Patient Safety Day, so instead I'll I'll ask you this, and you've you've alluded to this a bit about uh, walking to major league ballparks, about walking alongside of uh, the family of those who have lost their lives due to patient harm episodes. You talked about planting uh, the Orange flags, each representing a thousand people uh, impacted by by harm in a healthcare setting. So I wonder, as you reflect back on that, what if you could identify one? What would you say either is the highlight of your walk or the best lesson you learned from from completing phase one of the mission?
1: I think it gets to uh, the ability to connect and to have others come out and walk with me. When I, when I started this, it, it was just an idea. But the more people heard about what I was doing, they wanted to join me. And as I mentioned, we have over a thousand people now across the world who are doing very similar things. They're walking every day and logging their miles into uh, a free phone app called Charity Miles. And we want to get to 200,000 miles as a team to continue to raise awareness. They're, They're talking about it in their communities. And to have people in all these different towns, Milwaukee, Denver, Chicago, Florida, when they hear I'm coming to their town and going to be walking to their ballpark, they reach out to me and they say, where can we meet you that morning? How far are you going to walk? We'll walk the 10 miles, 12 miles with you. We'll carry a banner. We'll wear T-shirts of our loved one." On there that we lost due to preventable medical harm that to me and then we do a memorial at each of the baseball parks remembering those that was the highlight because you really it's the stories losing a loved one a child a spouse a father due to preventable medical harm it's like a plane crash in, in people's lives. they it just their life has changed forever and and we got to make sure more of those people are home for the holidays with their family that unfortunately have been lost through the previous years. So that I think was a highlight, being with them and never forgetting their loss.
0: Well, that's a great and inspiring message. If people who are listening to this want to get involved either through logging charity miles, as you mentioned, or through the patient safety movement foundation, are there any links or places online you might direct them to get more information or to get involved?
1: Yeah, the two things I would recommend is, is clearly, you know, go to the Patient Safety Movement Foundation's website. It's, it's www.patientsafetymovement.org and there are tools and educational pieces and uh, you know, just videos to watch to to educate yourself on how to be safe within hospitals and, and care systems. And the second is with my walk, I mentioned last time I was 67 years old. I, I learned that there's something called social media. So <laughs> I am now on Twitter and Instagram. And people follow me. And my handle for both is walk, W-A-L-K, four, for F-O-R P-T PT Safety. So walk for PT Safety. And if you want to see where I'm at, what town I'm walking in, what ballpark I'm visiting, or who I'm walking in memory of that day, follow me. We've got a, a large following of over a thousand people that just want to know what I'm doing and how they could help.
0: Well, we would certainly encourage anybody who's interested to uh, follow your accounts and to visit the Patient Safety Movement Foundation website to get more information. And we want to thank you, Dr. Dave Mayer, for your ongoing work to raise awareness about the importance of patient safety, the journey to zero harm, and for the continuing charitable and philanthropic efforts that you're doing to to bring awareness to this. And with that, that's going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Associations Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five star review on Apple podcast and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And again, we want to thank our guest, Dr. Dave Mayer, the CEO of the Patient Safety Movement Foundation for being with us today. And congratulations once again on completing first phase of 3000 miles of walking, sir.
1: Thanks, Julian. It's a pleasure being on with you.